Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the Y, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Hello, I am so excited about this week's guest. I have the incredible Emma Isaacs, author and founder of Business Chicks, joining me to talk about her latest book, The New Hustle, which I absolutely loved. Emma's personal brand is strong, and she is one of my favorite examples of how to leverage your business brand through the power of your personal brand, which is something we talk about in this episode. But before we jump in, for those of you who don't know Emma, allow me to introduce her to you. Emma Isaacs is the founder and global CEO of Business Chicks, a half a million strong community of businesswomen and global enterprise that focuses on helping people see the possibility when they hadn't imagined it before. And as a proud member of Business Chicks, a premier member myself, I can attest to the strength and incredibly supportive community she has built. Her latest book, The New Hustle, is a playbook for work and life. It's packed full of actionable rules to inspire and it helps us navigate the way of working, family life, and shares her experiences on the importance of self-care. Emma is also a mum to six gorgeous children and she currently lives in LA with her husband. She's generous, vibrant, and cares deeply about uplifting and inspiring others. I just can't wait to share this with you, so let's get to it. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognises Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, Emma Isaacs. Oh, yay! So good to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I've been really, really, really looking forward to this chat and I'm so sorry I've had to reschedule it a hundred times due to, um, I actually had my gallbladder out, would you believe? So I spent three weeks um, on my back (laughs) recovering. So I feel really terrible to you, Em, but you've been very patient and of course, lovely with me. So yeah, I'm glad to be here now. 
I feel like it's just ammo for the next book. Like the universe just throws you content. So you just be ready for the next book. So like this one time when I had my gallbladder out, it was like, oh, cool. Oh, listen, I, I am not short on content. That's the one thing that I'm, stories and content, my life tends to work um, and run at a pace where I, I would like a little, a few less stories. Um, so, you know, it's funny with this book, Em, I think I probably wrote, no, I think I, I did write over 200,000 words to, um, you know, initially and it got culled down to the 60,000 or 55,000 that eventually made it in there. So yeah, we're, I'm, I'm not short on stories and content. And I think that's something as I want to write a book in the future. And it's that thing, if you're like, I've just got to write 50,000, I've just got to write 50,000, but to get those 50,000 in order, the way you want them, the stories that you want, you do write a lot more, don't you? So I think yeah, you, you do, know. you do. I mean, every, everyone's different, right? So the book uh, writing process is different for every single person. Um, you know, for me, I accidentally set a rule that I don't want to have any words wasted, right? So I don't want my readers to kind of think, get bored halfway through or have the pace slow down. And it's inevitable that there'll be some areas that will be a little bit slower than others. But, you know, I really want to pack as much wisdom and uh, you know, anecdotes and stories in in the most fast-paced way that is possible. So that's why I start with my 200 and, and get it down to the 55. <laughs> and it's, it is, and your books are so easily digestible. And you know what's funny is I keep thinking I've audio booked this, and I meant to because I wanted to, to read it so quickly, but I was very one of the fortunate few who the new hustle arrived really early for me and I started straight away. But I don't know, maybe because I hear your voice so often, I don't know, I felt like you were reading it to me or just that's mm. just a credit to you and your brand and your tone, that your tone is so good that I felt I can hear you in the book. Like oh, I felt like lovely. you read it to me. That's lovely. That's lovely. Well, you can get it on audio if you really want. So if you want to be put to sleep at night, <laughs> you no. can listen to me. <laughs> that's a good reading way it. though. Like yeah. You did that for winging it. And it was really great because I was like, I think it was when I'm not in a reading phase and I mm. actually listened to it. And mm. then because you, I can hear the way it's laid out and that it's laid out so well. And I was like, I want this as a resource. I want to go back to this book. So I have to buy it. So I actually, yeah, winging it, I did, did both. And I'm sure there'll be a point where I'll be like, I need to know what the new hustle said. I don't have my book. That's it. I'll just get it on Audible and I can I can get that rule again. Love it. Love it. Well, you're my favorite type of customer, so thank you. <laughs> so everybody do that. <laughs> what the way that you have put this book together in these in these rules, it is it's so perfect for a business owner. And also as a new mum, it's very perfect because it's not big lofty chapters and it's not big chunks of text. It's these mm -hmm rules and so you can open one you could read one you can put it down and you can actually i think this was probably the intention i think so but uh, to to use it you can use that rule absolutely i mean the intention with this book and you know i, I said this in the very first chapter it it was entirely a happy accident so i wrote my first book three and a half years ago and you know ever since then i've been in you know, um, discussions with my publisher about what my second book would be about, right? And we'd, we'd gone back and forth uh, many, many times and had many meetings about what the concept and the theme of the second book would be. And I had actually submitted two manuscripts to the publisher before this one got submitted. And 
I think obviously timing and fate has a huge hand to play in any work that a creative puts out. And, you know, the first couple of iterations of this book didn't feel right given what we were all living Mm. through and the stress that we were all under. And so this book started out as almost a way to save my own company because at Business Chicks, you know, you know, this M, um, you know, a huge amount of our revenue comes from bringing people together, from eventing, from, Mm. you know, building community. And so, when that was washed away um, as the pandemic deepened, we really had to find a new way of working. We had to find a new way of leading. We had to find different ways to create opportunities and build revenue streams. So I started out writing all these tips and ideas and some of them started off as emails to the team to kind of G them up or remind them about something or bring them back to who we were as a business or bring them back to who we wanted to be as people or, you know, realign us to why we're actually doing what we do. So, yeah, it it was a happy accident that it was intended for just the team to be motivated and to be reoriented. And then as I started to write and they started to read things, um, you know, they would feedback to me, hang on, this is is gold. There's a lot of gold in what we're talking about here. And this needs a wider yeah. audience so I just started to, to write not just for the purpose of the, the team at Business Chicks but also for our members and and you know um, a wider community so I yeah you're right it's it's it intended to be easily digestible it's intended to be snacked on you know I mean people are telling me they're reading it cover to cover and that's really beautiful but then they're keeping it by their bed or by their um, yes. you know computer and just picking it up day and going oh that's a great rule. You know, send a thank you email every day. Great. I haven't done that today. I'm going to do that one. Or, you know, they might just get a little G up before they have to do a Zoom call. They might just get a little bit of um, energy to have a tough conversation with someone in their team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy that it's landing that way and people are using it in that in that way because that's how I want it to be used. Well, and you said something that, like, you know, as a book lover and, and you know, it, it nearly hurt me because you were at the start, you are like, write on this book, you know, <laughs> highlight this book, use this book, da, da, da. and I was like, no, Emma, no. sacrilege. <laughs> yeah. And then like three pages later, it's like dogged, <laughs> like I've just got this like most ridiculous notes on like one of them. I'm like, yes, Emma, love you. You do that. <laughs> number 35 worth doing. And I'm like, yes, Emma, love you. This is exactly what you do. <laughs> so you're the cutest. Like, talking to you throughout. but I'm, you're, the, you're the cutest. Uh-huh. But- <laughs> no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. All right. I half like wrote a blog around one page because it sparked an idea and it reminded me of a story of something that had happened in my business experience. And I ended up like writing all around the page and then I ended up sharing that story on my EDM and in the social post. So Great. thank you. Great. No, that's amazing. And I, I think, I mean, this is a journey for me as well. I started off my career as entrepreneur when I was um, 18 years old. And, you know, back then, you know, I'd been a fairly, um, not fairly that's that's the wrong definition I was a very 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 determined young person you know in 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 sports in um academia you know I'd always just tried to apply myself in every single pursuit that I um you know turned my hand to and I think what that did and for a lot of people who are highly determined and and you know they they really want to achieve they do lean on the the side of perfectionism right so I certainly started out my my life and my career wanting to do everything perfectly and so the very thought of writing on a book and um, you know, turning a page over and highlighting that, like that, that would have scared the shit out of me 20 years ago. But so I think it's really beautiful when we can just kind of relax into, you know, what life is not perfect. Life is messy. This book should be messy. Our lives should be messy. And you're not doing it right if it's all, um, if it all looks, you know, absolutely perfect. So I love that, Em. Well, you know, and the other thing was, I think I was thinking, oh, like sometimes I like to lend my books to people and they can read them. And, and so, 
I had done a process of like post-editing some of my books and so then I could always lend them on and I wrote them down and I wrote all these notes and then with this I was like screw that this is my book <laughs> I paid for it if, if somebody wants that book I'll be like go buy your book go buy the book and you know support the author that's the other thing as well I've, I've, that's been a change and you know these people have put their blood and soul into this book you know yeah Go yeah. and go and pay for it and read it and have your own. And I want it to look back on. So I was like, no, no, this is mine and I'll do what I please <laughs> with me. it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, you know, and something you said before I want to come back to is the way that Business Chicks has showed up during this time. I've been a member for, I think it's four or five years now, but I've known about Business Chicks, been a fan for a long time, but officially a member. But I can tell you, hand on heart, I have had the most value in the past 18 months. Mm. So when everything hit and obviously events were going to stop and all that sort of stuff, the premium member calls that Business Chicks had offered, which you personally, Liv, Amber, Beck, Jade, you know, all of the team, beautiful Business Chicks like got to show up on and we mm. got to be in a room, I put inverted commas, a Zoom room with, with 20 other members. And I love the events and I love sitting at dinners and it's all that, but I only really get to talk to two or three people or maybe, you know, network with maybe five. Sure. I was getting to hear the story of 20 women every mm. week. I got to know your team, you yeah. know, intimately. Yeah. And, you know, and I chose to show up. I, I showed up. I am probably the biggest fangirl. I think there's two of us <laughs> in on pretty much every call. But that, you know, that with when networking was removed, you gave us that opportunity and actually the depth of connection that has happened in these past 18 months of business chicks coming together. Mm. Just such a credit to you and your team. And I'm, I'm so grateful, like so mm. grateful. It's beautiful of you to say, and we hear that a lot from uh, people who have that same experience. You know, I think everyone has experienced such tremendous upheaval and change and suffering um, and some level of pain, you know, whether it's been they've, they've had their freedoms taken away, whether they've had their health taken away, whether they've had their business taken away. So, you know, we were very, very clear that we wanted to be able to show up and show up in a meaningful way and I think I think we did that I don't think we did it necessarily very easily you know it's very very difficult when you're the one holding space for everyone else who's falling apart around you you know it's I think you know my mum always says to me people have such high expectations of you and they have such high expectations of business chicks and and I say yeah I'm they do and you know she gets really upset by it because she, she sees how much we you know how hard we work and what has to go into the machine to produce the output that ultimately gets you know sent out into the world and you know I said to her I know we you know we definitely have created a rod for our own backs in a lot of ways but it's it's who we are you know it's it's what I demand of myself it's what I demand of my team and that's really having the idea that we are here to serve you know and when you come back to a culture of service and when you come back to a culture of yeah I mean call it what you will we call it holding space we call it supporting um you know, it's it's a beautiful thing, but it it, it certainly has taken its toll. Um, you know, and we're as tired as all of our members. And you know, I think I think we're just crawling to the finish line of of this year. And really, um, you know, I just had an all hands meeting just before we jumped on this podcast, Em, and it was um, you know amazing to kind of. I mean, New South Wales is now um, out of lockdown, which is a huge, uh, the majority of my people are based in New South Wales. So, so you know, even the tone from last week to this week was was very, very different. But, you know, my mandate to the team is let's just kind of get through the next couple of months and we'll come out with a bang next year. And so we're starting to strategize 
I something like that. But I think as leaders, we've got to be uh, sympathetic and compassionate to, you know, reading the room and understanding where our people are at and how there's just a huge amount of lethargy. And yeah, it's, I mean, we've got to call it what it is. It's mental exhaustion. So, um, you know, I've been saying this on different podcasts, we've got to be kind to ourselves and be gentle with others and um yeah that's what we're doing we're just doing our best <laughs> you are and i just you know an event you know the thing is you know offering those other things which have continued as well and these other ways to connect i think that you know i loved i heard you on another podcast talking and and i felt the same when the pandemic happened it was like as an entrepreneur we've been training for this like yeah. this is game time like you know you we ride the roller coaster all the time it's like i have all of these amazing skills of getting by and yeah. it's one of the rules it came up in one of the rules but it came up a few times the rule was number four ask what for but in it you mentioned being scrappy and that just so spoke to me of you know because sometimes people are like oh you gotta be so polished you gotta do this you gotta be this and that's not you know fancy and you're like you know just get it done but tell us what does it speaks to me, but what does it mean? What does being scrappy mean? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think it's it's certainly about reaching an outcome as quickly as possible and not needing to layer a process or layer a habit just because that's the way we've always done it, right? So for, you know, I, I bought the Business Chicks business 15 15 years ago now and you know there was a couple of us that worked there and we still ran events for 500 people and we still um you know ran a membership community I mean I used to go to events let's say in Brisbane or in Perth and it would be me and Amber who I've, I've spoken about in both my books and she was my first employee and she's still with me to, to this day and so Amber and I would you know go up to uh, Brisbane and she would run the whole event behind the scenes and I'd you know be talking to our members and I'd be up on stage and I'd be looking after our sponsors and you know and I'd, I'd be talking to the MC saying okay go up on stage now like, we're just like, <laughs> it was two of us running these these huge events and then we'd get back to and we'd have we'd have no sleep you know we get to the hotel the night before we were always sharing a room uh, because we had we had no money um, and you know we just needed to and so we, we'd have no sleep and then we'd do these events the next day and then we'd get um, you know we'd finish the event get back on the plane to come home to Sydney and we'd sit there and we'd key in all the business card data from you know all the attendees and we put it into an excel spreadsheet so by the time we landed in sydney you know we had the 500 people's details there in order to populate into our crm and and you know that that notion of you just do what needs to be done in the moment mm. right like we we hadn't we weren't resource back then right we didn't have the money we didn't have the time we didn't have the people to be able to delineate tasks we just had to kind of do it all and so it was this scrappiness it wasn't like you put it in your calendar at 10 a.m on monday when we return from the event we're going to do our data entry it's like shit go like and then we used to we used to gamify it so we used to take half the business cards and i used to try and beat her and she would you know try and beat me and you know it's just it's this notion of being scrappy and doing what you can with what you have so you know, over the past 15 years, we've obviously been been growing in terms of our reach and our audience and our offering. And that's come with a huge amount of joy. It's come with challenge. It's come with, you know, more of everything. So more money, more people, more more challenges, more opportunities. And what happens when a business grows like that, you start to really um, you know, you, you process everything, you corporatize everything, you have more meetings, mm. you have more systems, you have yes. more of everything, right? And it can really 
uh, strip a lot of spontaneity away, it can strip a lot of common sense away, it can strip a lot of joy away, you know, it can strip a lot of opportunities. So you're not in the moment to be able to see where the the next idea is coming from. You just simply, you know, a cog or a little, you know, a wheel in a, in a, in a whatever the, the saying is, but you know what I'm, what I'm trying to say. It's just like you're, you're one part of this big um you know, machine that has to happen and you're not really thinking outside the, the box and you're not really thinking, can this be done in a better way? So for me, being scrappy is getting back to cu cutting it all back and getting back to basics and saying, hang on a minute, how do we actually make money here? How do we actually create impact for the people we're serving? How can we do that quicker? How can we do that smarter? How can we do it better? How can we get more fun? And for us, that's what happened when the, when the pandemic hit. We no longer could kind of schedule our content six months in advance. We could no longer schedule yes. our events. You know, it was like... <laughs> What do we have available to us here and now that we can work with? What can we kind of mould? What's the clay that we've been given? And, you know, it was a really exciting time to get uh, rid of those layers and the bureaucracy, and that's what we did. And, yeah, that's my little definition of what scrappy means. I love it. It's so close to my heart, and there are people who work with me now, and, and you know, it's the same thing, growing and everything's looking better and nicer, and there are times where I just want to get it done, and yeah. they're like, no, this is the way we do it, and, it's like, and I'm like, I just like, let me in there give me the login I'm just gonna do it and it's you know yeah. and it's fun and it's fun just making it happen and oh you know we really should be more organized I'm like well you know woulda shoulda coulda there's lots of things yeah. that could happen <laughs> not happening we're here yeah. now get it done you know and my mantra yeah. has just been and done is better than perfect and mm -hmm. our lovely Marie Folio progress over perfection and just yeah you know you still want to have a quality standard that's not saying just put out crap but that's saying yeah. I could sit on this for two years until it's until it's got all what it needs to have yeah. or I could put it out into the world and you know and be human and yeah. and offer it up and see if people even even want what we're serving you know? yeah so. for sure for sure you got it you got it and there's with rule uh that sort of brings me to like rule number three of do the right work and mm. this one was like such a good you know it's early on in the book but it's got so clear wrong work right work and one yeah. of the i did have a giggle because one of the rules was you know starting a business and focusing your time on producing a podcast and i was like i was even was like yeah but emma i've been running my business for ages and i'm ready and i'm allowed to have a podcast <laughs> of course you are of course you are listen listen um you're doing all the right things it's it's just what i'm seeing and i talk about it um you know at, at length in the book is that this, this whole notion of wrong work and right work you know i was brought up in a time, um, you know, I started my first business 20 years ago and I was brought up to, to understand that, you know, the way you, you have to make more money than you spend, right? And you have to be focused on uh, building a client base. You have to be focused on building infrastructure around you. You have to be focused on not spending money where you don't need to spend money. You know, I've always bootstrapped my companies and, um, you know, built and grown through customer revenue. That's been my strategy. And it's not to say that's for everyone. Um, but this whole idea of, um, you know, the right work and wrong work really needs to be interrogated by everybody for their mm. own individual circumstances, right? So, you know, it's not to say there's one blanket rule for we all should have a podcast or we all should not. You know, it's just really about, again, sitting with what the task or the project is in front of you and getting very, very, very clear on the outcome that you want, okay? So if it is... Yeah to attract more customers if you feel a podcast is going to do that for you you should absolutely do that but if you feel you just want to do a podcast to get famous and be well known and because every single other person in the world is doing it that perhaps is not the right decision for you so it's again it's just getting back to this idea of let's think things through let's not just do what every single other person out there is doing really sit in that introspection and the stillness of thinking is this right for me I mean like I've been 
told for the last whatever five years you need a podcast you need a podcast you need a podcast and I'm like well I you know the the time is just not right for me right now you know I'm very very clear on what right work is for me and right work is going to be different for me as it is to you right so I think it's just a, a gentle encouragement to everyone to really sit with the discomfort of you know, truly looking at how you make money and where you spend your time and being able to have those conversations with yourself to say, you know what, I don't need to be doing this. I can reasonably delegate this to someone else. And, you know, I I mean, I I do this in my business all the time. You know, we we just had a conversation with the whole team where I I said to them, oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm really, really bad at that. You you guys know I'm really, really bad at that. So it's, (laughs) it's, it's, again, having a really honest honest um, yeah yeah and and not being ashamed of saying I just I'm not good at that or it's not going to move the needle enough for me to be able to do that so it's it's again just coming back to thinking about what's going to make a difference for you in your business or in your career and doing more of that rather than just doing what every single other person is doing because that's the way it's always been done so well, it's got, I've got in capitals you know doing all the things and I think especially for people who are starting out now in this when there is so much social media and, and things can quite easily look like they're bigger than they are, that mm. you feel that you need to have all these bells and whistles. But, you know, mm. I started 12 years ago and when I started, the best advice I give to people, which would, I'm sure would be the same, is just do it. Yeah. And I didn't have a website for three years because I was serving my customers, because yeah. I was making money in the business. And then mm. it got to a point where it's like, okay, you know, for credibility, it would help to have the website. I don't think massive traffic's going to come through. I don't think clients are necessarily going to come through, but they might go there, go, yep, she's good. I'll book her. Yeah. And then the next thing came and then the next thing came, but there are times now still, and it was such, it was, it was just a good little reminder of, oh yeah, do I really need to be doing that? And I actually have notes in there to like my VA and my web guy and thing like, you know, they're not reading this. I've got to actually send the note to them, but I'm like, Ray, we're going to do this. And yeah. even my blog, you know, I write my blog and it has to be me writing the words, but do I need to be plugging it in to the back end and putting it through the CRM or, you know, mm. probably not. So, yeah. you know, yeah. which parts have to be you, the yeah. right work and which parts are the wrong work for you. I think it's just, it was, it was a really good, and it's like something maybe you should put, you know, we should put in the calendar like every six months or three months and just go, like sit back, what what am I working on? How am I spending my time? Which is a bit of an audit of how you're working. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I call it a habit audit. You know, it's really looking at the sorts of habits that we do every single day and trying to helicopter up and look at it from afar and go, wait a minute, I, I don't need to be doing this or I don't need to be doing that. Um, and, you know, for, for us in our business, it's sort of become part of our vernacular. So we'll say, you know, in a team meeting, mm, not sure that's the right work, you know, and it's it's really, really lovely that we we found that language to be able to talk to each other and, um, you know, to have that part of our culture to recognise, hang on a minute, you probably don't need to be doing that right now. That's the wrong work um, for us in this minute. And, yeah, it, it, it does work if you're committed to the process for sure. Well, it's like the wonderful Brene Brown says, clear is kind. And, okay. you know, when you're clear and you can be forward with someone and that's not where, that's not your best time spent, let's yeah. put you over here or I'm going to focus on this, you focus on that. Everybody knows where they stand. It's it's so good. Yeah. Now, I, being personal branding specialist, like there were quite a few lovely little um, nods to personal brand in, in your book. I, I have to say your bio is exceptional. I won't read it out, but it is oh. exceptional. And oh, you nice. have this brand that, like I said, reading your book, reading your emails, I can hear Emma reading it to me. Is is your brand something, you are so authentic, like 
you just you know what you're going to get with Emma. Like you are one of my examples of of a strong and, and gorgeous personal brand. But is it something you've worked on or or something that you're conscious of? Um, great question. It's where I've worked on it is in the development of myself, right? So I've not worked on it from a point of view of I have to have beautiful photos and I have to look a certain way and I have to make sure, like, I don't even know what bio made it into the book. I, I, I'm i guessing that I can take zero credit for that. I'm sure the publishers <laughs> wrote that. Very good. Well done, that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm someone far more professional than me. But I've worked, I've worked on it to an extent that I have spent a lot of time in personal development, in going to the depths of my soul to unearth my depths and, uh, you know, um, how can I explain this? Um try and show up as who I am in the world, right? And it's not always a, a comfortable um, and easy process. But I think, you know, your personal brand is just what people say about you when you leave the room, right? Really, when it comes down to it, um, it's important to, yes, present yourself professionally and, yes, to, um, you know, have an image that you're proud of and that you can step into and that you can grow into and out of and, and evolve and recreate and reinvent. I, I believe all of that. But I also believe that it's the work is, you know, it's an inside job. I believe that to be as authentic as you can be, you need to, yeah, you know, you need you need to study what you're good at and what you're not good at. And I've always had um, a business coach. I've always had a therapist. You know, we call them mm. therapists over here in America. But, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of the, the, the work that a lot of people find too painful and a lot of people put off, um, you know, to really try and be who I am, you know. And um, that's, that's to me what a personal brand is. If you can show up as yourself time and time again and admit that you you don't have it all together and admit that you often stumble and admit that you're going to make more mistakes and try and be as honest and open with everyone as you can. Um, that to me is what a personal brand is. So, you know, I, I, I don't put any more effort into it than that. You know, I just try and be as as me as I can be. <laughs> I don't know, it's probably not No, very... and as you said, that can be so deeply uncomfortable for people and that, mm. that sometimes they haven't been themselves for so long. And I just, I need to take that, what you just said, because it was such a beautiful summary of it. It, mm. it is very simple, actually. Um, personal brand is is who you are and it's mm. consistently being, being who you are, but it's, it is so often misconstrued as, as those lovely images of you and, and that, you know, in terms of a business sense, it's the logo and it's the, you know, the catchy tagline and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But that's that the reason those things exist, like with business chicks, the reason those things stand out and we recognize them so well is because you've done that work so much work on the messaging. You're so clear on who you are. And even reading in the book about about what business chick stands for about the mission and it was like yes yes i get that i feel that i know that and it's like you're so you've done so much do the work you know do yeah. the work on you do the work in your business that foundational thing of why are we here who are we serving what do i stand for mm. and then the visual stuff or that that connection piece that comes mm. yeah. because you're just so true to what you want to do Right. And that's exactly it. That That's the word true, right? So so I can often, you know, that, that gift wrapping, that packaging that comes outside of who we actually are at our core, you know, as, as people, that, that sort of stuff develops 
as and when it needs to, right? And we've certainly experimented with um, different designers and people who have brought the brand to life, right? But, you know, we have this conversation internally all the time. Like that doesn't, we're always saying that doesn't feel like us, you know, so so mm. we don't do it, right? So what I think what happens is people look to externally, right? So they look for their, um, they get their cues from what other brands and other people are doing and, and what they should be doing, right? And then what they present to the world doesn't feel authentic, doesn't feel true because they've kind of not stolen it. Like they don't, you know, often they don't know they're doing it, but they're thinking, oh, everyone else is doing that, so therefore I should have to do that. Where mm-hmm. we're always like, that doesn't feel right. Like well, that doesn't, it doesn't feel like us. And and I suppose we do have the confidence to be able to say, you know, it, might, it may go against the grain and it may be a little bit unorthodox, but that's cool because if we're being true to who we are, then people are going to see that and they're going to feel that. You know, it's it's such a it's such a, a feeling. You know, it's it's it, it it can't lie. If you're being yourself, it can't lie. It just it, people sense that and they feel safe and they they're they're drawn to it and they want to know more and you know it's um it's it's a little bit ironic as well because I'm a very I'm a deeply 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 private person and I'm a deeply introverted person I you know people see me at events with 5,000 people and they see me writing books and everything but I I am not that person. I can I can do that person <laughs> for a different two hours. And I and I love I love to meet our members. I love to meet particularly women. I love to understand more and I love to learn about businesses and I love to learn about problems. And I I, I love that. But really, if you said to me, Em, you know, how do you want to spend the next two hours? I want to be, you know, curled up on the couch with a couple of my kids around me reading a book or I want to be meditating or that that is actually my <laughs> that's my spirit animal underneath all of the <laughs> you know big events um I don't know where I'm going with that but it's 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 just you know you you hit the nail on the head it's it's truth just be truthful and you know people I know when I you know on the odd occasions I'm, I'm really bad on social media I, I share nothing I, I said I'm deeply <laughs> private but I know when I do get into a scrolling you know we all do this yes. mindlessly we start mm. to scroll and you know, you'll see images and 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 it, and it won't feel real i'll i'll get a sense of oh i think that person is not this is this is going to sound weird but like they're in pain or or they're they're not being themselves it just feels mm-hmm. it feels a bit um put put on you know and i i really do feel that you cannot go wrong if you're being yourself and if you're showing up as who you're meant to be and so that's what i try and encourage my team to do and i think um yeah i think it's there's a value in that i really do yeah, I was, you know, I actually got a message yesterday, which was I found kind of a bit rude. It was like, I hope you're as well as you look, or I hope you're doing as well as as it looks. And it was kind of like that. Oh. So you, you, I'm like, I feel like I've I've presented myself as someone who's quite authentic, and 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 I don't think I would put up something. And it's like, yeah, if I'm smiling in a photo, I'm happy. Yeah. If I'm not putting up photos, call me. <laughs> like, I yeah, won't. I just. I, need you. I won't. You know, I, I. It's like I don't want to put out that that sort of thing like there are tough times like we mm. there's all of course there's tough times it doesn't yeah. mean that you have to vulnerability overshare but yeah. i was like no what you see is is truthful and and yes so i mean the short answer is yes i am well yeah, i'm great <laughs> thank, thank you. you very much moving on um, <laughs> yeah. next question um but yeah it, it stood out yeah. to me too because one of my other top examples is um richard branson who is your friend and i think that he really embodies that and the way that he has um you know, taken his personal brand and infused, I say infused mm. the business brand mm. uh, because that's something that people get so um, worried about. And I mean, you too, like, you know, even though Business Chicks stands alone, you know, there's, you know, it's inspired by. And so people worry that they're like, oh, but if I'm a business owner, I can't show up because then the business will be all about me. And it's like, no, they can, they can work together and you can be you and you can mm. be the business owner and they can exist separately, but also 
be inspired by each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's he's the best possibly um, example that we could study of someone who's nailed his personal brand. And whilst I think, no, I think I know he has teams around him of PR specialists and people, um, you know, who shape the brand. He is absolutely who he says he is and he is, you know, who he appears as. And, you know, it's 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 really cute. He, um, when he went to <laughs> space recently um i i sent <laughs> so him an cute. email it's so cute it's so cute but i sent him an email saying like wow that was amazing i don't know we were talking about something else and then he wrote back saying i never thought i would say wow in space i don't know something it was just it was just like so he's very innocent and he's very he's <laughs> on his sleeve and he and he is who he says he is right so he again you can't that can't break it's unbreakable because he is just showing up as who he is and he does have a huge sense of awe and wonder and a childlike curiosity for the way the world works so this is this billionaire who's gone to space and but he's still thinking and going wow like I can't believe that happened and I can't believe that that you know and I've, I've said that to him as well um you know I, I said to him once because we we um get to go to Necker Island every year with a group of business yes it's a beautiful experience you know and I I've been on the island with him and asked him you know do you ever just pinch yourself do you ever walk around here pinching yourself that this is yours and you created it you know out of the out of the dust like there was nothing here and you've created this incredible experience and he's like every day I pinch myself every single day you know so again I think he's done so well because he's been himself he's obviously Mm. done it better than anyone because he's learned how to engage the hearts and minds of millions if not billions of people around the planet he's a very shrewd and clever businessman but it, but he is just him and that's that's what a personal brand is so yeah and, and I it's like magnetic you it. yeah it attracts you and you want to be around that and you want to be yeah. in that and you want to to know that person and I, while I was reading this and I have thought a few times I'm like Em have you read um Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence yes. People yes yeah I was gonna say because if you hadn't read it you could have written it oh, <laughs> like, seriously you. you nail it and it's one of my top recommendations for people to read because it's just so simple it's like yeah. smile yeah. give praise you know um you know yeah you know be genuinely be genuine. interested Absolutely. in people Absolutely. and what and you feel that with you you know that you just you like and it's not it's, it, you can't fake that you could not fake that with 5,000 people to be <laughs> genuinely interested and show up because you would just be and I'm sure you're tired after but you would be depleted and you would have you would have had to stop a long time ago so the fact that that is so real and I just want my favorite I probably should have brought up first my favorite rule and I've now taken it into our gorgeous business club it yes. is point the finger, which yes. would usually you would think be a, a bad sort of connotation, <laughs> yeah. point the finger. Yeah. But what does point the finger mean to you? Yeah. So I talk about this rule in the context of the wonderful Abby Wombok, who um, was a professional soccer player for the US women's team. She's now retired. Um, she was for a long, long, long time. She was the high, highest scoring goal um kick her if you like out of any you know man or woman on the planet she's now been beaten unfortunately but we did a um a digital event with her and I got to interview her and um she I just I adore her I I think the absolute word of her and she talked about one of the lessons that she took from her professional soccer career was um 
you know, she, and to, to set this up a little bit, she she said she watches games and she can tell you the culture of any team by the way, you know, the people look at each other on the on the field, the way um, the players interact with the coaches, the way they respond when a goal gets kicked um, and, and scored. And um, she was watching a replay of one of her games and her daughter said, um, and, and Abby pointed the finger at someone else when she kicked a goal. And her daughter said, why do you do that? And she said, because, you know, I wanted to give credit where credit was due. I could not have kicked that goal if that person mm-hmm. hadn't passed, that person had set up that goal and ultimately allowed me to you know, kick that goal into the net. And so pointing the finger is just about giving credit, giving praise, um, including others in your achievements, um, not taking all the glory, always sharing that, always being um, just just open and, you know, at, at creating a culture of that we're all in this together, that we are a team, that your contribution matters, even if I'm the one that gets to go up on stage, you know, at the event, like that's that's 1% of it, you know. There are yes. so many people behind the scenes that have made that moment happen, you know, and just because Abby got to get the glory of kicking that goal or perhaps I get to go up on stage and say hi to everyone, like that, that, that ain't it. Like the work mm-hmm. and the heart and the soul in the effort is with the whole team. So pointing the finger is about sharing that beauty and, and that magic with others. And I think ultimately that's where teams get created from. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a small business owner, you, you cannot do it alone. You need the support, you need your village and, you yeah. know, whether if it's in your business or if they're colleagues or, or friends or family who are there shouting you on as well, it's, it's that they're the ones who are helping you drive forward. And I think you do such a beautiful job of, of acknowledging everyone, not even a job. It's just how you are. Like your thank <laughs> you thing. It's just, it's just second nature, but all throughout the book, you know, our stories, of wonderful people that you admire and wonderful people who've supported you and it's it's just such a you know there's you can feel the gratitude and the appreciation and um the teamwork that goes into yeah. it yeah yeah so i'm super wonderful. grateful i'm super grateful i think i think being grateful and being um you know humble are two of the things two of the greatest things that we can you know, never forget to do just keeping your feet on the ground and appreciating every single moment, you know, like not just the, the big ones, but trying to be in the here and now and appreciate everything that we have because it's it's pretty freaking great. It really is. Yeah, it is. Great. I'm, I'm so grateful to be, to you, Em, for all that you do for the gorgeous community. You've been um, so lovely um, supporter of me. This book, The New Hustle, is amazing. You must get it and um if you need notes or tips on, on anything I've, I've got them all written down <laughs> she's Please. done the work for you <laughs> i've done the work but can't wait we're having you know i told you before we're having a book club with the beautiful business club that i'm in with business chicks yeah. and so i can't wait to hear you know it's really lovely hearing what other people took away from it and getting some reminders from them and, and seeing their perspective and how they're applying it to their lives so i can't wait for that in a few days but tell us where can we buy this incredible book and how can we sort of get in contact with you if yeah you yeah for sure of course you can um so the book's available um on all the book retailers so booktopia and dimmix and i think it's even in kmart and big w um amazon and um i'm just on the socials at either business chicks it's not really me but that you'll find a lot about our work there or at emma isaacs um and i'm a really bad social media person i'll have to improve but um <laughs> no. 
me. <laughs> no, no, it's lovely when you show up and oh. it's always a pleasure to see you and I can't wait for next year when we get to do this and, you know, official book launch. I like, know, I know. It's, it's going to be long awaited. It's going it's like to be... a book party or a celebration. Of yeah, the book. let's call it that. Let's call the book it that. Party. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on and thank you for your time. You're the absolute best, Em. I love you loads. Thank you. I hope you loved that episode as much as I did and I know you're going to love the book. So make sure to get your own copy of The New Hustle to stop working harder and start working better. It's available in paperback from all good bookstores and you can also download it through the Audible app. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, lovely communications and please do join the gorgeous community live and love your brand our facebook group or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand then head on over to lovelycommunications.com again lovely is l-o-v-e-l-l-y communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of from starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life. They have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.